guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys and welcome to the Happy Single Moms podcast. I'm your host Kalitha. Today we have a wonderful lady from California. Her name is Tamar Ferris. She has her own platform helping parents um, with co-parenting. She helps divorce people and she's got a magnificent book called A New Special Friend. So please tell the audience a bit about yourself, your platform, your Instagram, your book, everything. All right. Um, yeah, I am a co-parenting coach. And so I help people who go are going through the divorce struggle or have been through the divorce struggle to try and work out a co-parenting situation that makes um, their life a little bit easier and, and healthier. And sometimes that means I work with people together. And sometimes that means I work with someone, you know, alone who maybe has a difficult co-parent on, on the other side or just needs to work for, through some things to um, put their kids first. Um, and I started doing this when I split from my own ex because I realized that there was a real need for people to um, put their kids first and start putting aside their own personal feelings when it came to the new model of their family. You know, divorce brings up so many emotions for all of us. And I do work with people through through divorce as well, but divorce brings up so many emotions for all of us. And when you have children, it's extra tricky because you don't have the space to process yourself. And you really don't want to put that on your kids, right? I mean, we have this idea that we are ruining their lives, but we really are ruining their lives if we make them a part of our divorce and our, you know, sad story. But we are not ruining their lives if we can keep them separate and we can continue to parent in healthy ways. So um, that's what I try to do is help people continue to parent in healthy ways. And that's brilliant. And I think that oftentimes um, our, our goal in life stems from our own personal story. Um, on your page, you say that you, um, you help people co-parent without blame, shame or gains. And ultimately what I have seen when it comes to divorces is that like it gets really messy and it's like people give up on the marriage and then they put gloves on and they're ready to fight you know and oftentimes when they're fighting the kids are in the middle of that crossfire so someone like you that is there trying to assist and make it kind of like a smooth transition not that it can ever be a fully full transition but the fact that you're trying to pave the way, like, look, this is how you're meant to do it, is such an amazing ethos. So how do you help people have um, a healthy divorce? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it really depends on the situation. Everyone's situation is unique. But, but most of the time, you know, you're right. The gloves get on and we put up our dukes and we're ready to fight and we forget. It's just that we forgot. Most people are good people and they want to be good parents. They just forgot that their kids are getting in the middle. And so it's just sort of being an outlet for them to remind them like, hey, there's this other person here and this other person is still connected to that other person. Mm -hmm. And we need to be mindful of that. So I'm sort of an outlet where they can um, unload a little bit of their emotional stuff that's happening and process through it and come to um, a space where they can make decisions that are clearer and less emotional. So, you know, the hope is that when they come to me, they want to do, they want to do that because they're coming to me. So uh, when they come to me, you know, I'm here and we can talk through what's happening, what, wherever they are in their co-parenting stage, whether it's in the very beginning or, you know, several years in and, and some issue has come up, they can, you know, sit on it, come talk to me about it, and we can come up with a solution that is a more appropriate um, way to go about things. 
other than, you know, rather than just like screaming at their ex and getting into this whole emotional thing and then just setting up, you know, ideas for them for like a parenting plan, you know, in your divorce, you have a parenting plan, but that really is just the logistics of like the time schedule and, you know, the money factor and all of that. But with me, it's more like, let's look at these events that might come up in your kids' lives, you know, sporting events, um, prom, weddings, like whatever's going to happen in the future. Let's talk about everything and come up with a parenting plan for you, how you want to go into, you know, any of these things. Even if your kid is five, let's talk about dating. How are you going to handle dating? Do you want to be on the same page? You know, so that when you get to these stages, you already have a preparation. You already have something in place that helps you stop being so emotional when you're interacting with your ex so why why do you think that um divorces get so messy because I know personally with women I've spoken to women that are close to me that when people get married they think it's for the long run and it's going to be forever I do you know we all want that Cinderella story and when maybe like trust is broken maybe like you've invested in this relationship and that person has broken your heart and they you know if they have like a, a visitation thing and then the father doesn't show up when he's meant to and that that is just completely it's kind of like another slap in the face and it gets messier and messier because I trusted you in my heart that didn't work out and now I'm having to trust you with my child and I'm trying to make this smooth yeah. transition for my child how do you teach your clients how to trust <laughs> the other parent to be it's it's hard and it's really not so much about trusting the, well, it's about trusting yourself. You know, it's about really understanding that you don't have any control over what's going to happen on the other side. The hope is that your former partner steps up and becomes a better parent. And that does happen, you know, when, when they're given space and now they're given more responsibility with their kids, oftentimes it does happen, but sometimes it doesn't. There are definitely those parents that cut off their kids or don't show up or continue to have those bad habits. And it's really about when I'm working with someone, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not working with that person. Usually I'm working with the, the other person, like you're saying. And so um, it's about teaching them. You have no control over what happens on that side. You really don't. All you can do is control your side. And so it's about teaching them to stay calm and have an open line of communication with their kids and be the present parent, no matter what is happening on the other side, you know, and continuing to take, to take the high road and not getting down in the dirt with that other parent. You can, have whatever arguments you want with that parent on the side, but not with your kids. So, you know, about not not talking smack about that parent to your child, about just really, really staying on the high on the high road with them and um, reminding that parent that children really only need that one stable force. And so you need to be that one stable grounding force, the one that they know is consistent and they this is their father or their mother and they're going to have this problem for their whole life, but they need to know that they can come to you and that you are stable and consistent for them. That's brilliant. So can we talk a bit about your book, um, A New Special Friend? Because yeah, when I looked at the, the ethos surrounding the book, I felt like a lot of parents, when it comes to the co-parent getting into another relationship, it then gets even messier. <laughs> it yeah. gets a bit messier because then you kind of start like interviewing this person. Like, um, have they been DBS checked? Do they have children themselves? Right. I hope they're going to pinch my child. I hope, you know, and then it's kind of like, that's when I hope you're not going to leave my child with this person. So 
how what inspired you to <laughs> to write this? yeah well for my own life you know because that was happening for us and so um as a former teacher i turned to books all the time as resources i think they're a great way to open up conversation particularly with kids and that was happening for us and i didn't really have the language and i didn't know how to express it so i thought well, i'll find a book and we'll talk about it with a book and then i couldn't find a book and i was so surprised because divorce is such a prevalent issue all around the world and blended families are a very normal thing at this point and there are a lot of things on divorce and a lot of things on blended families but there's nothing that really addressed this specific transition which is a it's a big transition you know to make that first move and so i thought well i guess i should write it <laughs> so i wrote it um i wrote it for me and i wrote it for my son and then and you know and obviously for children in his position and i wrote it in a way that i really wanted to help kids feel identify with a character and identify with you know potential feelings but i also wanted parents to sort of see a positive way to introduce a new person because so often we get so caught up in our new loves. We're very excited. We have our new life, you know, and now we have this new love and they're so great and our kids are going to love them. And we sort of, again, put our kids aside and forget that they're their own people and they have their own feelings and that this is going to come with a mixed bag. And so, you know, you really want to try and introduce a partner really gently and really slowly. Mm. Um, and so I just kind of thought I could put together a story that had steps of, you know, a good way, a positive way to introduce someone and also address a child's potential emotions around yeah. that transition. And I read somewhere, I don't know how true it is, and I haven't fact-checked it, that men actually move on quicker after a divorce than women, and they are more likely to introduce the new partner yeah. To, yeah. to the kids. But then if it's the other way around, they have an issue with a woman introducing another man. Yeah, to I know. Kids. I know I've read that too. And it's hard because you don't want to just like go into those stereotypes, but like, yeah, yeah that kind of makes sense, you know, just in terms of us being animals, like the man is kind of this <laughs> out there prowling. <laughs> He's next. Yeah, you know, and then like this is this is his turf, right? He's the lion and this is his pride. And whether you're divorced or, or together, like you're still part of his pack, kind of. What advice would you give to um a woman now or a man, for example, that their child has come back and said, look mommy's boyfriend I don't really like him or daddy's girlfriend I don't really like her because right. I have heard so many horror stories of kids that have told their parents I don't know I feel like kids have like a a sixth sense because even when my son when when my when Josiah was a baby and I'd be around and someone would want to carry him you know everyone wants to carry a baby there'll be certain people that as soon as I put my child in their hands he starts to scream I don't know whether it's like the energy but I feel like children can sense when someone isn't particularly right yeah same with dogs so, yeah <laughs> so yeah. what advice would you give to um, um someone yeah. yeah well that's tricky and that is another reason why I wrote the book too because the whole idea of having an open line of communication you want your kids to feel like they can be comfortable coming and telling you anything whether they like them or don't like them because um, that is really important and it does happen abuse is something that is an extra concern when you are a separated or divorced parent, because all of a sudden there are these adults that come into your child's world mm -hmm. that you don't have any control over because they're on the other side. And you sort of, you know, you have to hope that your ex is a solid enough person that they have vetted this person and that they're not leaving them alone uh, with them right away and all that, but you really have no control hundred percent. So um, it's really, it's um, if you can possibly, if you have a, a decent enough relationship with your ex, you sit down before this happens 
and talk about guidelines for each other, you know, um, ways you would like to communicate about whether when we get into a new relationship, what is okay, what is not okay, what can I share, what shouldn't I share with, you know, kind of a thing, so that there's an open door policy if there is something wrong. That's the hope that doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. um, and then you want to take your child's um, thoughts and feelings seriously, but you also want to have a grain of salt because sometimes they just don't like them. Sometimes they just don't want to spend, you know, they don't want to share the attention of their parent. So be mindful. Don't, um, and this kind of happens with, with everything when you're dealing with your kids, whenever they have an upset about the other house, it's, uh, you don't want to put words in their mouth. You know, you don't want to put feelings in their mouth. So you want to ask them open questions. Oh, you know, you don't like her or him. Why? You know, can you give me an example? What happened? Rather than saying, oh, she's upsetting or she scares you or, you know, putting putting the thoughts of, you know, that that might be your concerns, but putting those trigger words in their mouth, you don't you don't want to do that. So just leading with very open ended conversations and um, finding out more information before you do anything about it because there's a chance that it's nothing. It's just, she didn't give him an extra cookie or there's, you know, you know, I don't like the way that daddy's holding her hand and not mine. You, you, there's a lot of things, but then, yeah, there's also the very real possibility of abuse. And you wanna look for those physical signs on your child. You wanna look for changes in their emotional and mental behaviors um, and just keep an open eye out for that. So would you advise someone meeting the other party, like the girlfriend or boyfriend? Yeah. Would I advise them to meet them? Yeah. That is very individual. I mean, in a perfect world, if you have a very amicable situation, very friendly between the exes, yeah, great. This person's going to be an important adult in my child's or children's life. And, you know, yeah, it'd be great to have a connection. It'd be great to have their phone number. It'd be great to have like a, you know, just a basic relationship with them. You don't have to be best friends, but just an understanding um, between the two of you just as adults in, in their life, but does that always happen? Or is that always the safest and best way? No, you know, if you and your, and your former partner um, are more parallel parenting, like you, you don't talk at all, or you have a high conflict situation, or, you know, you just don't get along, um, or you're not close for whatever reason, uh, no, maybe, you know, you, they don't, you don't have to meet one another's uh, significant other. Mm. Um, it just is very, very individual. And, you know, and I, I like to tell my clients to give their ex a heads up if the significant other is going to be coming around, like, hey, just to let you know, Toby's coming for dinner, you know, this, we're going to meet him or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But uh, don't ask permission, because it's, you know, they don't have control over your life. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's a kind thing to do is to give them a heads up because their kid's going to meet this person and this person's going to be in their life. But beyond that, it really is a very individual mm -hmm, situation. Yeah. And I spoke to um, someone before and she said, because um, we were talking about co-parenting co on the podcast, and she said that the way in which she processed meeting this new person was the fact that she thought, do you know what, he was wise enough to go out into the open market and pick me. So that means that he he's wise enough to pick another person that's a, a normal human being. That is the hope. That is the hope. I mean, we have all of our fears, right? We are parents, but the hope is that they pick someone that really enriches your child's life. And that's, you know, and that's another component with my book, A New Special Friend, and just with working co-parents in general is, yeah, we have this like attach an attachment to our kids. They are our children and we love them. And so with that comes this natural 
fear that you're going to lose them to this other person, you know, a little bit of jealousy, like I just said about, you know, my son being on a trip with his dad, a little bit of jealousy. He's going to have these great experiences with his dad. It's wonderful. It's amazing. I'm so happy for him, but I'm also jealous because I don't get to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's this with a new person, like what is she or he going to bring to the table that I don't have? Like how sparkly and special are they going to be? Are they going to be a better parent? So you do have all these fears, but ultimately you know, you are divorced, you are separated, and there are going to be new people. So the hope is that these new people are amazing people and that they're like you and that they love your children and that they're going to bring to the table activities and characteristics that will help your children grow and, you know, be better, more well-rounded, beautiful people. Mm-hmm. So then um, what advice would you give to a woman who has, because uh, I feel like this is such a buzzword now in 2022, like a narcissistic ex or abusive ex. Um, yeah. And how do you help them like a- avoid conflict? If someone doesn't want to, you know, work with you, how, what steps could they take? Well, you know, there's the style of co-parenting that's parallel parenting, which is basically like you are parenting separately on the same path. Like you just hand the kids off and you don't have any other interaction. And that works for a lot of people and that can avoid conflict. I mean, the ultimate goal is to avoid conflict, not to be best friends. So if you need to do that and keep your lives completely separate and just, you know, only converse about kids and maybe perhaps even using uh, a a co-parenting app. So like everything is just like very straightforward and very um, scheduled and very boundaried. And, and, and that can be very helpful if someone is a true narcissist or if there's a, a lot of high conflict and, and that's fine. It's just about keeping the conflict out of the kids' lives. It's not about, you know, mm-hmm. oh, we're all like going to take a family trip together because that doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. The so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just avoiding conflict is, is sometimes just avoiding interaction, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then when you talk about abuse, I mean, that really depends on the level of abuse, like physical abuse, uh, uh, true abuse is something that is beyond my control and capabilities like you need to make sure that you have legal stuff in place for um for Mm -hmm. that and and keep yourself safe and keep your kids safe that's not something that a coach can really uh, help you with you know I I don't want to say lower level emotional abuse but like a higher just high conflict battle narcissistic person but who is a decent father or mother you know that's that's something that you just you know it happens and you just have to remember they're not your partner anymore Mm -hmm. they have no control over you you have to set your boundaries so that's I work with people to set the boundaries that feel comfortable for them Mm -hmm. and that's anywhere on the spectrum from you know being very very engaging to being parallel parenting and it's just setting the boundaries with how much information you want to give them and how much interaction you want to have, how much emotional connection you want to have. It's very, it's very individual. Yeah. Um, and I saw one on one of your posts, you said um, you helped, you were talking about finding the good. Uh-huh. Um, I absolutely loved it because I think oftentimes we never really look at the silver lining when we're going through a transition, a transitional yeah. period. So yeah. yeah, how have you managed to find the good? You just have to, right? Because you keep living and you're living and you're a parent and you have to, you know, provide a a positive role model model for your kids. And there's only so much wallowing you can do in this like sad ending or whatever. Um, and, And, you know, there's always, there's always a little bit of a battle. There's always the people that say to you things like, you've probably heard stuff like, oh, you know, you're so lucky because you get to have free time. 
or the, you know, those comments where you're like, because no one chooses this. This is yeah. not a path. You're not like, Hey, I'm going to have a kid and I'm only half them half time. That's yay. I'm excited about that. No one chooses that, but it happens to be what happens. You know, it's what happens to a lot of us. And so when it happens, your choice is to either be very, very bitter and resentful and then waste what you've got left in your life mm. or accept it. Like, this is what is happening. Okay. So I have my kids 50% of the time and I'm going to make the most of that time. And then I don't 50% of the time. So I'm going to make the most of that time too. Mm. And because you have to. Yeah, and sometimes that time can actually be a blessing. You can, it's, it, yeah. you can write a book, you can, you know, you can, yeah, it is who you want to be. It is. It's a total blessing. It's, it's not a blessing that we, that we asked for or wished for. And it's a blessing we would probably give back if we could, yeah. but it is a blessing and you've got it and it's here. And so you've, you've got to, you've got to use it. Otherwise, you know, the, the main concern that I think I personally have had and, and a lot of clients and friends, I know who've been through divorce, it's like, you don't want to mess up your kids. And we have this idea that divorce messes up our children. We've already destroyed them. We've ruined their family. We've ruined their homes for forever. And that's not true. It's really how we handle it. Yeah. You know, how we handle it will decide whether we've messed them up or not. And so if we can handle it by being mature and showing them that we are growing and we are growing in positive ways and we are happy about some of these things, mm. then they can see it's not all terrible and that they can grow too. And they can be positive and happy about, about things that happen in their life that maybe are a result of something that was a, a traumatic event. Yeah. And the thing is, divorce has actually, it's gone up um, during the pandemic. To the yeah. yeah. It's really sad that it's just, it's just, yeah, marriages aren't lasting. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that, yeah, you're, you're a, a coach, but I think you've gone through that healing, healing um, period. And it's very hard, like we've just said earlier, about people still holding on to that, that bitterness and holding on to that anger. And it kind of becomes like a blanket that that, that yeah. this person has hurt me kind of thing. This person yeah. has done me wrong. And then you end up undermining this person in front of your children. And I know you Absolutely. had a post about do not undermine your, your ex because kids are very, very smart and they can play the game as well. So as much as you're trying to, we're trying to protect our kids, but they can also be like, mommy said that oh, your yeah. girlfriend oh, yeah. has, has one eye. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Whatever it is. I mean, and that's why I said you have to take it with a grain of salt when they say they don't like the new partner because they're very good at that. They know exactly how to push the buttons and where to get you. And they do it in a two-parent household too. You know, they do it when parents are together. They'll play mom and dad against one another. They know where you're a sucker and where, you know, they're not. And, but it's just much easier for them in, a two, in, in separate houses because, yeah, because you're separate houses. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, you know, if you can be a team with your ex, great. If you can't, that's fine too. But just always be aware that your kids are always playing for themselves. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So how um, why is implementing a co-parents a co-parenting schedule so important? Oh, um, well, you know, it, it's about control and about freedom, and so part of letting go is knowing, you know, consist and also it's good for the kids. The consistency is good for the kids. So part of letting go is knowing exactly what's going to happen and having this sort of stable routine for yourself for your children, mm -hmm. um, especially if you do have a high conflict person. You know, some people work really well with a fluid situation. Oh, drop them off here, da, 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 because we're friends and whatever, and we live close by. And that works well for some people, but other people that really doesn't. And in a high conflict situation, 
The high conflict person or the narcissistic person will often want to have something be unscheduled because it continues to give them control over your life. They can, at a moment's notice, change a time or a day or, you know, and then, and then you're stuck. So when you have a schedule in place, then you know there's this consistent routine and your kids know and they can count on it too, especially if there, if there was one primary, you know, caretaker for the kids and now it's split in half. That can be a, a big adjustment for the children to get to, used to being with the other parent and knowing when they're going to go, okay, I'm going to go to mom's on, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, gives them uh, a sense of stability and calm. It's less stressful than just, oh, by the way, you're going there tomorrow or, oh, oh, dad's coming for dinner tonight. You know, they don't have time to prepare for that. They don't have the emotional capability to be okay with that. And often neither do we, you know, it's not just having that regular scheduled, consistent routine can be really helpful in just moving forward in your life and planning. You, you, you have to work, you want to go on dates, you, you know, you have kids events that come up, like you need to know when things are happening so that you can have a life. Definitely. So tell me about your free resource about divorce for your kids and tell me about the what the F divorce, introducing uh, uh, your new um, introducing your new after divorce relationship to your kids. I know we've touched upon it briefly, but on your link tree. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, that, that, that's a blog post that I wrote for um, WTF. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. And, and he and Rob is awesome. He runs a wonderful website with a lot of resources for um, divorced parents and um he's cool because there aren't a lot of dads that are out there it's a lot of moms that are doing most of this work and it's a lot of you know women's caretaker roles you know it's a stereotypical situation but but rob's doing it which is really helpful because there are a lot of great dads who don't have resources and they don't have the community that mothers seem to be able to connect with um and they need help too so he's great for both both moms and dads but yeah that's that's his website um and that's a blog post that i wrote for him um, just about, about that, about introducing new partners and, you know, things to keep in mind. So what um, advice do you wish, um, someone had given you when you were first going through your transitional period? Well, um, it's hard because the advice that you're given is good, but you're generally not ready for it. What I really wish what I really, really wish in the beginning was actually that I had someone that didn't give me advice. Mm -hmm. Someone who just sat with me and let me say whatever I wanted to say and just like drank the cup of coffee silently with me because everyone's full of advice and you'll get there when you'll get there. So maybe that is the advice. You will get there when you'll get there. You know, everyone's journey is different. You will get there, but it's going to take your journey, your process to get through whatever it is you need to get through. Um, the things that work for other people didn't, you know, they don't always necessarily work for everybody. Yeah. So um, it's, that's okay. Take your time, do your process. You will get there. Brilliant. And where can people find you on social media? Um, I have, well, I have my website, tomorrowburst.com. And then I'm on Instagram, just tomorrowburst, you know, the, whatever that at sign is and then tomorrowburst. Um, and on Facebook. Um, and yeah, and I and I always answer messages and, you know, reach out if you have a question or anything. 
Brilliant. I want to say thank you so much for taking up the time to come in on the Happy Single Moms podcast. You've been amazing. Ah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I just, I love all these resources. I love when we get together as a community because it's, it's really important and really empowering for ourselves and for our kids to see that life goes on and, you know, it's all good. Yeah, definitely. I feel like at times when things happen in life, it's like a a jigsaw puzzle and when you chuck everything all the pieces down it looks like a mess but you have to take time to put the pieces back together and make a magnificent picture so yeah that's good advice for someone who's recently divorced that that's excellent (laughs) so yeah just just carry it might look like a mess right now whether you're a single mother whether you're divorced whether you're yeah just living life just at the end of the day it's going to be an amazing picture but you just have to carry on investing in yourself listening to podcasts getting coaching reading books the resources are out there you just have to you know step out (laughs) step out yeah yeah, thank you so much it's been amazing thank you I really appreciate the opportunity brilliant